0: Cancel culture is real. It is real. It impacts people, organizations. At the end of the day, it impacts dollars. Goodwill can create and generate revenue. I think organizations are not really understanding influence cancel culture can have on their bottom line. And it a little goodwill, whatever that costs you, truly will create dividends it really will
1: welcome to problem performers a podcast about professionals who challenge the status quo at work i'm rebecca weaver and yes i too have been labeled a problem performer at least once or twice in my career but looking back i know where it is a badge of honor in fact all the most interesting people i know have earned this label at some point In reality, these are the people who challenge their workplaces to be better and do better. I think we should all aspire to be problem performers in our work lives, because the only way to make real change is by shaking things up. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about an aspect of HR that I consider to be one of the worst parts of the job. And it's one part that I unfortunately have a lot of experience with. Today, we're talking about layoffs and specifically how leaders can better handle layoffs. And we're asking this question, is it possible to conduct layoffs in an ethical way that treats employees with dignity and respect? Spoiler alert, the answer is absolutely yes. And since I myself have had the painful job of conducting layoffs many times in my career, I wanted to use today's episode to give you an insider perspective on what leaders often get wrong and what needs to change. My guest today is Brian Anderson, a 20-year HR veteran who spent his career managing HR for big corporate systems in healthcare, retail, private equity, and telecommunications. He has both a law degree and an MBA, which gives him a really deep understanding of how companies function in the greater context of the economy. He is also an HR Uprise coach and has a great understanding of the human side of the business. He specializes in people strategies that drive employee engagement and company revenue. And like me, he is an experienced administrator of the layoff process. So Brian, welcome to Problem Performers.
0: Rebecca, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it.
1: I am too. So... Today, we're going to use as the starting point um, something that was in the headlines recently. So as a starting point for our conversation, um, let me tell you just a little bit about what happened recently. And I know, Brian, you're really familiar with this. But what got us talking is the announcement that Better.com, a mortgage and finance company, had a, well, I think it's probably fair to call it a debacle with their layoffs The CEO of Better.com, Vishal Garg, laid off 900, yes, 900 employees in a Zoom call. So let me just play a clip from this meeting that went viral.
0: This isn't news that you're going to want to hear. This is the second time in my career I'm doing this, and I do not, do not want to do this. The last time I did it, I cried.
1: Um, This time I hope to be stronger. (laughs) If you're on this call,
0: you are part of the unlucky group that is being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately.
1: So, Brian, what was your initial reaction when you saw this story and read read the details?
0: (laughs) You know, I was actually completely flabbergasted, right? I, I understand that technology has changed because of the pandemic a lot of us are working virtually, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But it, that this yep. is probably not the best use of the tool, right? right. There, right. But the tool is—is is, was not designed for this purpose. So I was completely flabbergasted um, because it's, it is is a complete, just horrible way for a CEO to deliver such a very, very traumatic um you know, message. Yeah. So I was taken aback. I actually almost thought it was a joke. I I thought this was something that you know nobody actually does this. Right. But then when I really dug into it, he's actually done this.
1: So there were a few things surrounding this story, or that came out kind of right around the same time as it sort of the story started to pick up steam. Um, that I thought were super interesting. Um, and the first was that apparently this company had had a huge influx um, of investment capital right before they made this decision Um, and literally like the day before um, these 900 people were laid off Um, so let's dive into that for a moment Mm -hmm. I mean one of the things that when I'm coaching companies or if I'm a part of a company that is considering layoffs there is the whole process that leads into making that decision right like are layoffs even necessary in the first place When you're working with companies, what are some of the decision factors that go into whether you even need to do a layoff or not?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned this because, you know, I've read several articles on this. And I guess what was happening at the time was that Better.com was going public. And that's why they were um, they had received a lot of funding uh, at that time. So there's. You know, and it's interesting because, and this is a great question that you that you pose in terms of what do you as a coach, HR um, leader, how do you strategically advise your your leaders or a company? Because there is one perspective. So again, I, I I need to make sure that I'm grounding us in in strategy as well. So I can understand how as if if I'm looking at it from the lens of a leader and I'm thinking, okay, I'm now having shareholders invest, I'm having people invest, I can almost understand the concept of I need to operate leaner, right? I need to operate in a more leaner fashion. And so I I do understand, I don't want to, you know, gloss over the fact that there is some strategy perhaps behind it. I've worked in new ventures. And so I get it. I understand some of that 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 uh, that need to change capacity. So that being said, though, I think one of the things that I truly, when I've you know, kind of advised leaders around this is one really take into account the strategy in terms of how you're going to think through becoming more lean and thinking through long term. Like, how, how does this impact your long-term vision? Because the worst thing to happen is this. You lean down and then two weeks later, you're like, oh my goodness, I needed 200 of those people, right? Because <laughs> right? I didn't sit down and build a right. strategy out that said, uh, I actually need that production arm. I need that operations arm. I need that sales arm, right? So clearly have a strategy. And I don't know if they did or didn't. I don't know if better.com said, hey, here's what we need to do. Here's the the areas that, that need to we need to take a better look at. I think the first thing that I would do when I'm strategically advising a corporate, a company is to say, okay, think long-term, Yeah. right? Think long-term yeah. strategy because I think that's most important because yes, I get it. You might have to go leaner, but really think long-term, really plan it out because I think that's then how you back into the conversations that he probably should have had
1: better. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I have always coached business leaders is that from my perspective, layoffs should always be the absolute last resort. Um, and you, I think what you're describing is is the, the environment that is out there, which is profit at all costs. You know, how can we maximize shareholder value, right? Which typically means, running the business as lean as possible, which which means these are all euphemisms that we use to describe this means that we need to terminate all of these people, lay off all of these people, right, or cut all of these jobs. Um, And I've been thinking a lot about how how we do that, how we use euphemisms to make it easier, I think, emotionally to make decisions about having to cut jobs um and so that's one of the things that i think is so critically important for leaders especially as we think about heading into the future a more humane way of working is that again layoffs may be a necessity for a company you may get to the point where you just cannot continue um at the the current run rate that you have um but Layoffs should be the absolute last resort. And have we tried all of these other things before we get there? Um, at the same time, exactly. you know, as an HR professional, we know as HR professionals, we know that uh, that your labor costs are typically the highest costs within the organization. And so it is, if you're looking at it again, purely from a financial perspective, that's, of course, where you would cut first if you have to trim your budget. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So how do you, how do Definitely. you balance that? You know, as you're coaching business leaders or, you know, have done this in the past, how do you balance all of those things? How do you think
0: yeah, about I, it? And, yeah, and, you know, Rebecca, this is a, a wonderful conversation because one of the things that I think is missing, because there's a couple of different dynamics, one, and I think we'll touch on it a little later. One is the current environment in which we live in today, which is very different, given everything, the world, not just organizations. So the world has gone through um, kind of all of us being impacted by the pandemics. So I think that's one piece that will we can touch that a little later. But I think the biggest thing that I find organizations who don't necessarily do this well. There's not real strategy, and I don't mean. And what I mean by that is sitting down and mapping out four, five years, two years, like looking ahead yeah. to say, "Here's where we're going." Right? Because you would imagine there's no way. And maybe it did occur, but I don't necessarily believe that this happened in a in a in a one day vacuum where <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we're going to give you however many millions of dollars to go." Like there was a process. There's a lot of planning that goes into saying, hey, we're gonna go public or we're gonna go out. Like there's a real process that's involved. Start then, right? Start yeah. thinking through what you need to do. So for instance, part of it should be: let's not, if we back this plan out, and let's say we're gonna do this three years out. Well, don't rehire. As people actually leave, just don't yep. backfill the position.
1: Yep. Right. So Absolutely. that
0: that's that, that's a, a one way. I mean, it's not going to get a whole lot, right? You might not, depending on how, how what your, your attrition is, but that is one way. The other way is when you are actually going through a process of, again, how many people are going to retire, right? Do you think through long-term, well, here's the number of people who might be at the uh, you know that stage of retirement. Let me plan that out so that I can also think through that. Do you I mean there's so many other things yeah. that could be done but you have to start early, yeah. right? you have to start with a strategy and, and kind of think think through long term, which I don't think you know i don't I, there are companies that are that do not have that level of um expertise to strategically think long term
1: yep. Absolutely. So I think about some of the things that um, I have considered in some of my roles as we've been considering layoffs. Um, it's have we looked at all of the contractors, independent contractors um, as the mix um, and looking at those roles first? How about any seasonal roles, um, people in seasonal positions, um, any part time? Um, right. And so we work through all of those things first. Um work through how much of an impact will that have. Um, and then, you know, my my goal has always been to do everything we can to protect the full-time roles, right? Full-time W-2 employees. Um, and the assumption with that is that we have also done a good job of communicating the temporary status um, for any of those other roles that I just um, described, right? So that that is the key. Um, and sometimes it's a big assumption um but the role the the goal is always to protect the full-time hours right of our of our employees. Um, and again you know so let's go through all of these other things have we cut our expenses have we um, looked at how many people as you said might be close to retirement um, and offer them an early retirement have we looked at all of these things? So the other thing that I think is really important um, that has not been there for some of the companies that I have worked with in that strategy that you're describing, Brian, is also planning for offering generous severance. So in the event Uh. that you have to get to layoffs, calculate in a generous severance for that as well as i have certainly been in the position of having to not only communicate to someone that they're being laid off through no fault of their own but i have also had to communicate to people and also we have no severance to offer you agree
0: i mean that that's part of the strategy right that is very very critical you know it it's there are several i mean again there are several i think different aspects when, you're, when someone goes through a layoff, there's a lot of different emotion, right? And I think there's some other pieces that go into effect. When someone's laid off, I think there's obviously that initial emotion, shock, anger, fear, whatever emotion that person gets to. But then there's this realistic, real life, how am I going to pay my bills? Like How am I going to feed myself, right? So I think there's, there's oh, that man. initial piece, and then there's this, ooh, right? If you can, the emotion's going to happen. Right. As an organization, I what I always tell people, yes, the emotion is going yeah, to happen because I am being removed from a relationship that I not necessarily wanted to be removed from. Right. It's that's what's occurring. So I'm going to have some level of yep. emotion. Yep. But then yep. the next thing that's going to happen is I'm then going to get to a, a more realistic. I've got to handle real life stuff. Like I have to pay bills. I have to. So I do think it's always important for yeah. when I'm coaching and talking to leaders around this, this function or this, this, this act that has to happen in terms of layoffs, there's understand those two separately. And that if you can provide some level yep. of a severance, it does help impact the first emotion as well. Right. You know, and so I think, I think it's very important. Yes, Again, exactly. not everyone has the budget to do so, et cetera. But again, it's all about starting early, strategize early to think through how you're going to be able to offer a severance so that you can help impact that emotion that's going to be hit, that's going to be um, immediately um, seen by, by employees.
1: So, you know, at HR Upgrades, we talk about blowing up a lot of the things that, you know, have been considered good company policy or good company practice. And one of the things I would love to blow up is the um, practice of offering, like, for example, one week per year of service for people in severance. Um, so, yes, that's better than zero. Um, so, I, I yes, I will give you that. But it's an absolutely horrific practice for us to have. Um, You know, so let's let's think about it. The idea with it is that you give more severance to people who have been there longer. Okay, fair enough. Um, And I I would absolutely support that. What I would suggest needs to go in its place is a minimum amount of at least a month of severance for anybody, regardless of their time in role um and then on top of that give some additional you know amount especially for your people who have been there for a long time um so th- that's what i propose in in its place but this um idea of only one week or two weeks or whatever it is right per year of service it means for the people who have very recently left another job most likely right to come work for you and now They're losing their job and you're giving them, you know, what's one week for most people enrolled, right? You know, what's that going to cover? You know, maybe your electric bill, maybe.
0: Right. You know what, though, Rebecca, as we're talking, this this actually brings up something that I think we might also want to touch on is severance actually uh, represents some level of, and I'm going to put it this way, let's say monetary value. I think what organizations should look at is monetary value means very different things to me. So for instance, if I'm laid off in my severance package, not only should it be hard cash, but let's talk about perhaps extend my EAP offerings so that I have the ability to still perhaps get counseling, some level of coat, like something for my kind of mental health. And I think especially again, the changes that have happened in the past two years, organizations need to look at that very differently. How, like my mental health, help me there. Okay? And then the other thing is let's take a look at also not only offering me a level of EAP from that perspective, but also outplacement services, right? Mm-hmm. Help me find something else, right? Give me three months of outplacement services so I can meet with someone to talk about resumes. And, but I think there's, I think that too is part of what I think organizations need to continuously think of. Those who do it well, they do that, right? They think of absolutely splitting those out. And so I do, I'm not saying no one does that, but I think that's also something if we're, if other organizations are listening to this podcast and are thinking, wow, what can we take away? That would be one. You know, EAP and also having outplacement makes a lot of sense.
1: That's right. And so for people who aren't familiar, the EAP is the Employee Assistance Program, which typically, in my experience, has been tied to medical benefits, um, right, or frequently is packaged together. Um, It's one of those resources that... I still would describe as kind of the unsung hero of the benefits world. Um, it's one of those things that, whenever, from the most part, um, anybody that I've talked to who has been able to utilize that service um, has found tremendous benefit. Um, but it's just really, really underutilized. And so, in most cases, if your um, if your company offers now, I'm talking to employees for a moment. If your company offers medical benefits you most likely also have access to an employee assistance program um and so all you have to do is ask for that contact and so they have tons of resources they have will typically give you a certain number of um of appointments with um A mental health therapist. Um, They can also help you with some financial planning. I mean, it's just a really wide variety of services. But I couldn't agree more that in this environment more than ever, people need access to those kinds of resources. So, those are some of the things that you need to consider um, as you're looking at how do we support? I mean, ultimately, the question is how do we support employees who we have had to lay off, right? Um, one of the things that I ask for business leaders to think about is your employees as an alumni network, right? And how would you approach it for an alumni network? Meaning you still want to have a relationship and it may be different than, you know, they're no longer employed. But if you approach it with a mindset of an alumni network, um, it's much more about how can we care and support for these employees who may no longer be employees here, but that we're still doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm actually going to use that um, when I I speak of it because I I really do like that. You know, as we're talking, one of the things that also hit me in terms of an interesting offering in severance that I've not seen, I've not seen it at all in my many years of doing this would be extended child care Services. Yes. Right? So if I'm paying, if I'm doing, if there's anything that as an employer, I'm providing. So if I have an on-site daycare, if I'm paying for, I'm contributing in some way to imagine how impactful that is to your little one who mom or dad gets laid off, or both. And the little friends you had in, you know, your daycare, you're now having to be pulled out of daycare yeah. because right. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's those kind of things that when you start thinking of, wow, how can we do this in a more humane and just human way? <laughs> those are the yeah. kind of things that I think as 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 organizations, they really need to 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 look at. So I think it's really, really important.
1: I love that idea. I think that's incredibly, incredibly important. Um, you know, you think about it, someone's last parent has lost their job um there you're right their number one concern is going to be financial very close behind that is going to be what about childcare what am i going to do and by the way if i now have to look for a new job exactly. um also having to worry about childcare would be just an additional stress um no question so i i love that suggestion um i think the other thing that that in my experience um the for someone who's been laid off there's the initial kind of emotion and shock and then the worry about paying for bills. And then also right behind that is medical benefits. Mm -hmm. What happens to my medical benefits? Because we are in a country where we still tie medical benefits to employment, which is probably a whole other podcast episode. Um, Yes. It's the reality. Right. And so for more than ever, um, make sure that you are offering additional COBRA, right? And again, for those who aren't familiar with COBRA, that is essentially the law that allows you to continue your medical benefits in the exact same plan. Um, It typically ends up being much more expensive um, for the employee, um, but it is very common and I think, again, should be a regular practice um, for employers if they're offering severance to also offer additional months, like we'll continue to cover your COBRA or cover your medical benefits for months. And that can even extend beyond the total amount of severance.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. And it's interesting, though, and and when you mentioned that it is still somewhat expensive for the employee. There's, And I'm not wanting to give away everything, right? I'm not saying, hey, organizations do everything, give everything away. But take a look at the cost of completely covering Cobra. Because here's the interesting thing that has happened again. We do not live in 2018 anymore. Cancel culture is real. It is real. It impacts people, organizations. At the end of the day, it impacts dollars. Goodwill can create and generate revenue. I think organizations are not really understanding influence cancel culture can have on their bottom line. And a little goodwill, whatever that costs you truly will create dividends, it really will. Because that's where people are getting their information. People are not watching the news. They're looking at Instagram, yeah. they're looking at Facebook, they're looking at TikTok. Yeah. I and mean, when they see that hit, it's it goes viral like this. Like this this went yes. viral.
1: It took very little time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Plus, I thought it was so interesting. I mean, it was, you know, somebody videotaping the Zoom call is what, again, was like shared all over the world um, in very little time. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, if you have to get to that point, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. It's do everything you can for the employee. Um, again, this is through no fault of their own. So if you have to make that call, um, then do everything you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brian, uh, one of the things that you mentioned earlier um, that I think is really important distinction for people is to think about the difference between termination and layoff. Can you talk about that?
0: So, you know, it's, it's, and I appreciate that. So when I think of a termination... Um, so first of all, here's the one thing I think people uh, will automatically look at termination as being basically the overall umbrella, which includes layoff, right? So termination being someone is exited from the organization, right? So whether it's voluntary or involuntary, so I think sometimes people lump that under just termination and then there's subsets. So layoff, performance, et cetera, et cetera, right? So basic general distinction is termination is someone there's been a a break in a relationship, right? An employer, employee, contractor relationship. What I like to think about in terms of the distinction is I really think of one as more voluntary and one is more involuntary in the sense, and I know that more people think voluntary, they think, well, I just left, I got up and I left an organization, right? So I either resigned, I made a distinction to actually leave the organization. What I'm really focused on, when I think terminations, I think one is I, and it's gonna be interesting, I voluntarily as an employee, so the way I look at it in terms of terminations versus layoffs, I voluntarily as an employee did or did not do something, broke a policy, did not adhere to a policy, right? So again, I'm putting it in the employee's control, right? I did something I voluntarily did or did not do something that impacted my employment, so I was terminated from my role.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A layoff is I did not do in I was showing up to work. I was a wonderful em, employee. I involuntarily <laughs> was removed yeah. and let go from this organization. So I do think there's very different distinctions. and as an HR professional for these many years, I mean you say that I've been doing this for that long. It, really ages me. Um, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you, though, my friend. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs>
0: so so when, when, I, when I, you know, one of the things that I truly, the harder ones for me are those layoffs. Like I've had to do yeah. mass layoffs. And it's really difficult because they, the employees were doing nothing wrong. They were showing up to work, yeah. giving 110%. For me, it's a little easier to walk an employee through a performance termination uh, because we've had several conversations. We've documented it. They knew the rules. They knew the policies, right? And so those that's the distinction for me. And so for me personally, layoffs have always, its honestly, two days later after a layoff, like I take days off, like literally take days off after I do a layoff because it, it really emotionally impacts me.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's touch on that, because I think that's one thing that is really important. And there's a nuance there, right, to dealing with your emotions as a leader who is involved in the layoff process. Um, I would say this Better.com CEO did not handle it well. Um how do you, you know, what is the role of the leader's emotions in the layoff process?
0: That's, that's a really, really good question. You know, one of the things that I've always, um, when I'm coaching leaders, whether it's a layoff, termination, um, voluntary, uh, where someone has done something wrong, one of the things I always do in terms of my coaching or advice for leaders around their emotion is I allow leaders to have that emotion, right? I I think it's really important to also understand that the leader is also an employee, right? We always get this confused. And so mm-hmm. it's so interesting mm-hmm. to me, right? I think we think, oh, they're leaders. Yeah, but they work for someone too. They might lead people, but in reality, they are an employee, right? It's not like they're something very different than an employee that also has an emotion. They've 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 worked with yeah. these people. They've led these people. They've right? so I always let leaders have some time to walk through their own emotion. Right? Let your because yeah. I, I believe this. Your your first reaction might not be your final reaction. Mm-hmm. As a leader, go through that first reaction. If you're mad, you're angry you're sad, let's talk about it because in the actual conversation with your employee letting them know they're being laid off, the way in which you express that is going to be extremely important for that person right so i've yeah. seen I've seen leaders cry during the actual yeah. layoff laying off employees
1: yeah
0: that's not a that's 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 not a that's that's not a good look <laughs> right. yeah so.
1: I agree i mean I tell You know, I tell people, um, leaders, when they're preparing, again, this is where the nuance is so important and the balance is so important. You know, it's okay for people to see that this is hard for you, that this is not an easy thing. You don't want to appear to be a robot, um, right, because that's a really common. I see people dealing with these kinds of emotions go one of two ways. The first is they get very, very emotional, right, Um, like crying, like you said, (laughs) But the second then is, um, I'm going to try and protect myself, so I'm going to go robotic. And that's not a great response either. So, you know, I tell people, like, I think it's okay for people to see that this is hard for you. Mm -hmm. You're a human. We're all humans here. But it's not about you either. Don't make it about you as the leader. This is about the person who is losing their job. Yes, it's very difficult to deliver that message to someone that they're losing their job. That is a hard thing to do. And and yet it is also, I would say, much harder to lose your job, to plus. be the person who is actually losing their job. And so, like, let's keep it all in perspective, I think, is really, really important.
0: Right. Now, I would I would I definitely plus one that that is <laughs> definitely the way that I help leaders walk through Because I do think there is a very fine balance because I think. The other thing that, again, things are so different than when I started in HR. We are such a litigious Mm -hmm. community. Like everybody Mm -hmm. will sue anybody, just for any and everything. Like it's just, that's where we are. So I think there's this fear at times leaders have in terms of being robotic where they're like, okay, well, I wanna make sure I say exactly what I'm supposed to say. I'm not being mm-hmm. tape recorded. I'm not going to get sued. I'm making sure I'm giving right. the same message, right? So there's this fear. And I think that unfortunately creates, like you said, that robotic feel. And so the person who's having this happen to them, they're like, wait a minute. I've ate lunch with you. I've shared, I've been over your, your house. I know your children. And like, this is how yeah. this is going to happen to me, <laughs> right?
1: Which, exactly
0: which interestingly enough Rebecca here's what happens nine out of ten times when I've seen that happen very robotic the manager will have that conversation they'll walk out of the meeting lo and behold the people or the person they just laid off will call them on their personal cell and then they'll start talking real that's when like <laughs> right? that's when it normally goes like just just left right and then it's so I agree, there's definitely this balance. And what I'd like to do for my leaders is, and I think HR professionals should do this, is offer this ability to role play, like walk them through this. Sometimes this might be the first time, so it's not normal. So walk them through it, have some role play. Like, you know, I'm I'm really good at doing this. Like I'm that person who will like, can cry on contact, like cry in, in the moment. <laughs> so I'll be that that employee who breaks down and like cries. So that I give that leader that shock value, like, okay, well, what do you do now? Right. Yeah. Make, make sure you come with a box of tissues. Make sure that you're like, be you that person to be able to, you know, handle that. So I agree. You're you're dead on that there is a fine balance between the two.
1: Yeah, I think that role-playing is excellent, excellent advice. These are hard messages to deliver. They're even harder to receive. And people have a wide range of emotions in response to the message that they're losing their job, too, right? Um, And so I think people get really, really nervous about that. And, you know, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? Um, So some of the things um, that I recommend for leaders as they're going into that conversation, too. is not to like you want to get straight to the point um, because by the time you're sitting down for this one on one. And by the way, let's just say for a moment, it should be a one on one conversation, not a one to nine hundred on Zoom. <laughs> so we'll just start there. Right. Exactly. But this one on one conversation needs to be planned in um, that someone is hearing directly from someone within the organization, ideally their boss. Right. Um, or an HR person. Um, don't use euphemisms if people are in shock. They don't they don't understand it. it's like, you know, we're letting you go things like that. People don't always they don't always register that. Um, so my best advice for people is, you know, not to do small talk. You want to get to the point quickly. You know, I'm sorry to tell you your job is being eliminated. Right. Um, something to that effect. You want to be, um, compassionate and yet direct Uh being direct is kind especially Uh in this kind of situation
0: agreed agreed i i i completely agree with everything you're saying in terms of um being being direct and being kind right i think there's those two things Um, have to happen it's about really being direct and and being kind so no i i fully fully agree that that makes a lot of sense
1: So, you know, one of the other things I'm thinking about, like, my major pet peeves for how companies handle layoffs, um, and I would love to hear yours as well. One of them that, that comes to mind is when companies announce layoffs, we're going to cut X percent of our workforce. And then they say, we will notify you over the next week whether you still have a job. I've seen many, many companies do this, and we've worked with people directly who are in that situation. Number one, I think it's it's a cruel way to do it because you now have put the entire company on notice and wondering and worrying about whether they're going to be part of it. Um, number two, you want a quick way to kill productivity for the entire organization for that period of time plus exactly. more exactly That's the way to do it, right? Um, so I think that is an absolutely terrible, terrible way to do it. Um, what else comes to mind for you? What are some of the things that companies really screw up when they're doing or conducting layoffs?
0: You know, it's interesting. I think it's, I think we would, what what you mentioned in terms of time, I think that's what it is. It's timing, right? It's a matter of timing. I also have this, my pet peeve is having people work. So the end of a day, yes. and then right? I just, I have a problem with that. Like if you knew you were going to do this and you're gonna have this conversation where you're laying someone off or you're laying a group of people off, let's not do it that way, right? Let's not go ahead and say, okay, we're gonna do it at the end of the day. I just, I think there's, I think that's just cruel, right? I think that's just, yeah. just really, really cruel to do that uh, in that fashion. I think obviously doing it over Zoom and doing it 1 to 900, doing a mass like that is extremely cruel. I think, right. I think having um, a conversation where your leader is not involved is cruel, right? So if, if I work for yep. you, Rebecca, and someone else is telling me, but yes. again, I've given you 20 years, you and yes. I know each other, <laughs> that's cruel. Right. So I think that's another yeah, one really. of those that I think is really, really cool. Yeah. I think the biggest thing it's, it's interesting, I think everything comes back to and I liken this, I'm I'm really as I got I've gotten older. One of the things I realized is that you should make things simpler only because I guess I need it more simple because I'm older. Um, so <laughs> one of the things I've realized is that a couple of things, a the employer, employee. That's a relationship, right? They call it an employer-employee relationship. So if we just use that basic term, when people are thinking of how they handle conversations, how would you handle a conversation with someone you are in a relationship, right? I think it's really key that, you know, one of the key things they talk about a relationship is communication, right? Communicate, tell me why, tell me, right? Tell me often, like tell those are basics <laughs> when you have an employer-employee relationship. It's the same thing in, in, in layoffs, right? How would you yep. handle ending a relationship, right? What's the yeah. best practice in ending a relationship? So I think, again, I'm, I try and keep these things really basic so that when I'm talking to or coaching leaders, I can say, let's look at the, the, how this. it's a relationship. Start there. Right. Yep. Um, so I think that's that also is very important.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, honestly, I think we could talk about this all day. We can. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. still I'm ready. Right? I'm
0: <laughs> four <hours>. Let's go. <laughs>
1: I do I do want to end on this question of for employees, if they suspect that layoffs are coming, if they've started to hear rumors around the organization, because it's almost always part of the equation as well, right? Rumors have started. What what do we want employees to know if they suspect that layoffs are coming? Is there anything they can do to prepare?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a couple of things. And, and you know, you've, I, you and I have talked about these, these already. I think one of the biggest things, and we've talked about it in this conversation more specifically, is, and I would say get your house in order, right? <laughs> if you yeah. start hearing that, yep medical right make sure everyone is up to date on medical uh exams like i've gone to my eye doctor my like i've gotten all my checkups in i've gotten my glasses i've gotten my contacts i've gotten my medication right do that make sure your children have gotten their glasses their their booster shots whatever it is that they need to have for school do all of those things right up front contact your financial advisor if you have one look at your 401k What can you do there, right? Financially think through, if I'm going to be laid off, I have a 401k, can I tap into my 401k? What's that going to do? How long can I live? Like all of those things are really, really vital, I think. So we talked about, like you said, first is finance, right? That impact. Mm -hmm. And and then medical, right? So I always think those two things right away, right? And then I think you'd probably list some and, and, you know, you can kind of Chime in. What What are some of the other things from a more kind of immediate perspective yeah. other than those two? What, what else would you recommend? Yeah.
1: Some of the things that I recommend for people um, are really small and tactical, but these are things that can have a big impact on your life. And I've seen this go really poorly for um, people. So, for example, if you have a company issued phone, Make sure that you have, if there are contacts in there that you want to keep, make sure that you are saving those in another location um, so that you'll have access to those after you leave. The one thing that that I want people to keep in mind is if if you are going to go through a layoff, you may lose access to everything, very likely will lose access to everything, your logins, computer files, uh, work products, any of those things. You will lose access to them very, very quickly. Um, and so. Keeping that in mind, what are some things that you want to make sure you take with you? Um, examples of work that you've done, um, you know, again, contacts, you know, all of all of those sorts of things um, are also really important to keep in mind um, and can have a big impact for people.
0: Agreed. I I, I agree. Makes, makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So so we actually have we created a guide um, and the beginning of the pandemic, when a lot of people were going through layoffs we created a guide, an HR Uprise guide for employees. It's the employee's guide to layoffs. Um, So we'll include a link in the show notes to where people can download that because like it also has, for example, um, 30 questions that you should ask if you actually are laid off, right? And it's all kinds of things um, just so that you get all the information that you need. So it's chock full of stuff. Um, So we'll include a, a link to the show notes there as well. Brian, awesome.
0: That'd be very helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Brian, what do you want to you know, what do want leave with? You know, what's your kind of final thought you want to leave people with when we're thinking about layoffs, the impact of layoffs, um, having to plan for them?
0: What's your parting yeah, You know, it's it's and it's broader. And it's I appreciate this. Again, thank you for having me. Thank you for the time. Um, but you know, one of the things that I've really, really and I've noticed, and I've said it already throughout this podcast, but I don't think it, it's something I can't say over and over again. I think leaders, companies, we need to think about how the world has changed in the past two years and how people are showing up differently. What people might have prior, and you can see this by the great resignation and mm-hmm. some of the other things that are occurring people are prioritizing differently. Yes. And I I really think leaders should take a look and be aware of the fact that what was important to someone three years ago is not necessarily as important today. And it requires you to have a level of compassion and understanding, sensitivity that, again, unfortunately, and I, you know, I... I I was one of these people. When I first started in HR some many decades ago, um, you know, you you were that HR professional who said, you know, hey, people need to come to work and leave their problems at home, mm-hmm. right? They, they need yep. to show up to work to work. That's what happened. People are actually working in their homes. Where yeah. are they supposed to leave their issues? Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. You got your, you've got your kids running around, you've got your like you've got all this happening, right? You see everything that's going. Where am I supposed to Hide my, 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 concern. like, where am I supposed to put that? Yeah. We are now, a, we have changed. We need to change. And I think that's what I would give employers is really companies, leaders, take that into account and really, really start to think about how you can think differently because the world is not what it was two years ago.
1: I said so well. I've started to think of the great resignation as really it's more the great reprioritization. It's not as catchy, but I think it's more accurate description of what's going on. Very true. Brian, thank you so, so much for being here, for sharing your knowledge and your insider perspective. And thank you so much for being a part of HR Uprise. We are so honored to have you as a partner.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. Great work. Great work. Keep up the wonderful work you all do with HR Uprise.
1: Problem Performers is a production of HR Uprise Media, part of an organization built around a single question. What if you could have HR that works for you rather than your boss? Well, now you can with your own HR Uprise coach. Get affordable, confidential advice from an experienced HR pro who works only for you. Learn more at hruprise.com. And hey, employers, we've got you covered too. HR Uprise provides independent investigations, harassment prevention training, private employee coaching, and much more. Email us at hello at hruprise.com or visit our page at hruprise.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.